Hello everybody, it's Tina from There Was That One Time and the episode is coming out literally in minutes. I'm so excited. I'm so nervous. If you could, let me know that you're listening. Let me know what you think about the show. This is a real life event that happened and your opinion would be fantastic. I really do want to hear from you. More importantly, I want you to enjoy the show. So thank you so much for hanging in. Hey, and you know what? This week is my week to have a story. Next week could be your week. I know a guy. Give me a call. If you have a story, I may or may not be able to hook you up. I'm not going to promise anything. But if you call me, you know, there's something that I may or may not be able to do for you. All right. Thanks. Bye. (laughs) When you think of a mom, what comes to your mind? When I think about a mom or a mother, I think of nurturer, I think disciplinarian. I also think the person that loves you more than anyone else in the world. Do you agree with that? And then I thought it would be kind of funny to look it up on Google and see what Google's definition of mother is. And I did. It turns out that the definition of mother, according to Google, is a woman who gives birth or who has the responsibility of physical and emotional care for specific children. And I completely agree with that. There are some times, however, where as moms, we'll make choices or decisions that have an impact on the children that we did not intend. And I do want to share my story this week about a decision that I made over 14 years ago that shaped how I would parent my children for the rest of my life. I hope you enjoy the show. I hope you also leave a comment. Your judgment matters to me. We're fine. The kids are fine. I'm fine. But the result of that choice that I made over 14, 15 years ago, it stayed with me. I hope you enjoy the show. And I really hope that you leave a comment. We do want to hear from you. Thank you so much. Ever drop your kid off for a play date? Ever pick your kid up and realize that the play date was not a success? That's what this week's story is about. Time for us to take a really quick break. We'll be right back. Up next, when we come back. And when we got to town, uh, my first stop, of course, was to my dad's friend's house. I wanted to make sure that I go there first. I had to make sure uh, that my child was okay. I had to try to figure out what happened, and I had to try to figure out who did it. I just needed to know what happened. I needed answers. And so I went straight there. this really cool day planned for me that day. I'll never forget it. I was going to go to Richmond. I was going to hang out with a few friends and I was going to bring the kids along. I had a six-year-old and I had a six-month-old and I was really excited about showing my beautiful boys off to my friends and uh, just having a really good time uh, playing Scrabble and playing cards. I'm a nerd. What do you want me to do? 
what I learned as we were packing the car up and getting everything ready was that my son was not excited about going, uh, the oldest one. He did not want to go to hang out with my friends because there were, probably wouldn't be any kids there his age. And so he wasn't excited about it. He didn't want to go. He had an alternative uh, plan for himself that day. He asked me, he said, is there any way that I can just go and see Grandpa? He wanted to see my dad. He wanted to see his cousins. Uh, he was really, really missing them. And they were his best friends. And before my mom passed away, uh, Tyler was right in line with them. He was like the baby brother to all of them. And so he, he missed them. It had been about a couple years since my mom had passed. And uh, when my mom passed away, the family kind of split apart a little bit. Um, and we weren't as close uh, as everybody else was, Tyler and I, because we lived in a different city. And so he wanted this opportunity to be sort of a re-meet, and he wanted to meet his cousins again and have a good time like he used to when my mom was alive. And I didn't want to deny him of that. So reluctantly, I was reluctant, but I did ultimately agree. And so we dropped him off, excited about the day. And I want to tell you about the car that we were in. We were in a 1989 Nissan Maxima. This car had a salvage title. It was rusting on the sides of the car. It uh, had a paint job that was gone. It was supposed to be silvery blue, but the, you know, it was beige showing up in certain places because it had been rained on. It was a very old beat up car. It still ran great as far as I was concerned. It was the first car that I ever had. So I loved, loved, loved that car. And that was the vehicle that we showed up to my friend's house in Richmond. In. And I parked that baby as if I was pulling up in a Rolls Royce. I really was. I really was very, very proud of myself and I wanted to impress them. I not only knew how to drive, but I owned a vehicle. And I don't care if it's salvaged and I don't care if it's rotted and I don't care if it's rusted. It's mine and it's paid for. I was very, very happy. And my friends, they did uh, acknowledge that that was a milestone. Wow, not only can you drive, you actually have your own vehicle. And so we high-fived and we celebrated everything. We celebrated all the milestones that we had missed while being apart. We played games. We uh, played Scrabble. We even were running outside racing each other. We were like 11-year-olds. It was so much fun. I had a really good time. Uh, then we sat down and we ate. We talked and we chit-chatted. And maybe about an hour in, I wanted to call just to check on my son to make sure that everything was still going well. So when I called and uh, checked in, um, I could hear the kids in the background running and playing. And it sounded like, you know, the sound of fun, kid fun. When you hear all the kids laughing and playing and the miscellaneous screams that, you know, just joy. Uh, it was like the sounds of joy in the background when I was talking to uh, my sister. And she said that uh, everybody was having a good time, which I could totally hear. Uh, that the sounds that I could hear in the background were not against what she was saying. So I didn't, I didn't question anything. And I hung up and I said, you know, this is where you can reach me. And I continued with my evening with my friends and I had a really uh I was I was feeling good about things I wasn't I wasn't uh as nervous as I was when I dropped him off but to be honest with you in the back of my mind my spidey senses were tingling I just could not 
find the source of the anxiety that I was trying to uh, squash or quelch. Um, and so that that's uh, that's how that went. So evidently they were running through the house and we're talking about seven, eight kids and they were all different sizes and shapes and weights. And my son was the youngest one, so he's the baby of the bunch. Uh, but they were doing some sort of a game where there was frenzied running involved. Uh, they were playing and they were having a good time. And when I had called in earlier, I misunderstood that sound when I checked in as a good thing. Uh, it made me feel like, okay, he's having a great time. I think they're all, uh, they're all enjoying the visit. I did not have a problem with the sound. Um, well, apparently uh, somebody did uh, have a problem with the noise level that they were making. And she uh, cursed at my son and she threw him out. She told him to get out and she told him that he was not welcome there. And he was devastated. You know, he really loved her. Uh, specifically, uh, more than anyone else. And he was really, really shocked uh, that she had uh, treated him that way or had revealed her real feelings for him. And it broke his heart. And he uh, did not know what to do. She was not kidding. Uh, so he put his shoes on and he, uh, he left. He walked um, to the park. He said he remembered the park. And he knew that my dad's friend lived on that street. Uh, so apparently during the evening, my dad had left to go visit a friend and my son was uh, smart enough. He remembered where that friend's house was because we had visited there a number of times. And so he went there and lo and behold, my dad was there and he showed up uh, 930 at night crying, uh, feeling rejected, alone, uh, without his mom. And my dad consoled him and my dad called me. He said, um, he's here. I don't know what happened, but he said that they kicked him out. And I said, well, where are you? And he he told me where he was. It's about maybe a half a mile from where my son was supposed to be at my mother's house. And so I thought about that. You know, it's 930 at night. You kick the six-year-old out into the street like trash without even calling me, without calling anyone. Why would you do that to a little boy? What if, you know, what if he's crossing streets? He could have been hit by a car. He could have been snatched by a kidnapper. He could have been murdered. Anything could have happened to him. To have the element of safety removed from my son's access while I'm 190 miles away, that's disgusting. And so pretty much what I've learned, that was a, a mistake that I made. I decided to allow him to go to the play date. I had reservations. I was not confident, but I, I, I basically just allowed the fact that it was family. I allowed that to be the deciding factor and that was a mistake. And so that's the mistake that I made. I trusted someone that I thought I knew and Tyler and I both realized that even if you think you know someone really well, you have to consider, do you really know them? And we learned that that day. You really don't know people. I don't care who it is. And so future play dates after that, of course, uh, I vet aggressively. I vet the family aggressively. And 
And if I can't go and be in place where they're at, then 85 to 90% of the time, my kids can't go because I just don't want to leave it to chance. Um, Mothers are known to love and cherish and nurture specific children. And every mother does not care for all children like I do. And I learned that, and that was my mistake. And, you know, Tyler's fine now. We're both fine. I mean, he's 20 years old now. He remembers the event. Uh, we talk about it every now and again when he, uh, when he brings it up. Uh, what he doesn't know and what most people don't know is every now and again, I'll have uh, a dream about it. Uh, the event never leaves me. Uh, sometimes I'll dream that I'm speeding in the car, I'm on 95 and I'm trying to get there and the car crashes and I wake up suddenly. Uh, there have been times where I've had the dream where he's walking the streets and he's missing and we're putting up flyers from uh, him with his face on it as a missing kid. Um, there are dreams where I've had where he's in a ditch and his body is found. Um, all kinds of things. So although that happened over 15 years ago, uh, it still happens to me in my sleep every now and again. I think about it a lot when it, when it comes up, I don't think about it a lot. If I have the dream, uh, then I remember I wake up and I, you know, start that particular day with a level of dread, anxiety. I go back over it in my mind. I beat myself up a lot. I wish I could go back and change my answer. That first time I would have told him, no, you can't go. We're going to Richmond as a family. Um, But like I said, that was 15 years ago. He's fine. We've never, ever seen uh, that person again. And I have absolutely no intention of ever seeing that person again. Uh, When you put a child at risk and you subject them to hurt, harm, or danger, I think that's vile. I think it's disgusting. And I don't want anybody like that around me or my children. And so that's my story. That's my mistake. I hope you enjoyed. Okay, guys, it's Tina from There Was That One Time, and we are out. This is somewhat my second, third episode. I want to thank you guys again for dragging along this learning curve with me. I'm going to get the audio together eventually. This is all like completely grassroots right from the dirt podcasting Uh, but as I become familiar and get uh, more successful I do intend on improving the resources and the facilities so that it's a more um, technologically technologically sound podcast (laughs) well I hope you enjoyed the show if you want to leave a story give us a call have a good night Time for us to take a really quick break. We'll be right back. Time for us to take a really quick break. We'll be right back. Hi, it's Tina from There Was That One Time and I'm working on a new episode about breakups or when you realized it was time to leave. Relationships sometimes come to an end. And we want to hear your story about that one time when you decided to end yours. Since all relationships matter, your relationship story can be a romantic relationship that you ended, a long-standing friendship 
that came to a close or fizzled out, a parental relationship, or even an employment relationship that you decided to remove yourself from. As always, you can remain anonymous and we'll add it to next week's show. But of course, if you want to have your name on your recording, you go ahead and say it and you'll hear it. Thank you so much for your support. You have a great rest of your day.